Good evening, good evening. Welcome to Reconnect My Heart Podcast. The show that we talk about life's problems that may break or tear our hearts apart. On Reconnect My Heart, we'll discuss God's answers to life's problems to reconnect our hearts back to the way he originally made us. I'm your host, Brother Prater. I'm so glad you're able to join us. If you have any questions, comments, if you just want to listen to the show, feel free to call us at 516-453-9118. That's 516-453-9118. Or you can listen online at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash reconnect my heart or you can go to our chat room which is available right now on our website yep it's available right now yes it's available right now you can send your questions comments or prayer requests at this time also for those who are wanting to see the video you're welcome to go on Facebook my page uh, brother Prater go on my Facebook page YouTube, Periscope, and Discord. You're welcome to go on there. You can catch us on there. And just in case, I'm hoping to pray that there's no interruptions, but there are a lot of thundering going on uh, outside. So we lost connection a couple of times. So just in case uh, the power goes out, I'm going to continue to record. So we'll be good I hope and pray that each and every one of y'all had an awesome day and thank God that God has carried us this far today is August the 16th 2020 and you know for those that for those that um, had to adjust to this uncomfortable situation just know that God has carried us thus far and he's going to continue to carry us. <laughs> Today what we want to do we want to talk about something that's a very serious subject. A lot of times so many people they they don't know who they are a lot of times especially let's be real being real this pandemic is really causing havoc on a lot of people it's bringing a lot of uh, different emotions especially those who may be single especially those who um, if you want to say either looking for love or someone that's dealing with a lot of um, either hurt or some emotional things this is the opportunity that the devil could really call havoc on many people and so today we're going to talk about not knowing your identity the dangers of adding sex in a courtship and also even befriending the wrong people we're going to talk about that and much more in the episode called torn between the sheets torn between the sheets when you're tired of feeling empty when you tired of a loveless relationship especially with yourself we want to talk about that um 
it hit me because right now I was speaking about the pandemic and sometimes when it comes down to um, a situation, hard times, if you have someone by your side that you love, that loves you, it's easy to overcome situations. But when you don't have anyone or you feel that you don't have anyone or you feel that you don't have anyone to go to or to turn to, then we kind of isolate ourselves from those that love us. Not only those that we love, but those that love us. A lot of time, many people, even when we don't know our identity, a lot of times when we don't know our identity, we end up accepting any old thing. And that's being being real, even in a relationship, in a relationship, courtship, or even just in friendship, we settle for less. Sometimes when we don't know who we are, we'll accept what other people tell us to get, or we'll accept what people have said about us, or we'll accept how people treat us. And we'll allow how people treat us to become our identity. So I'm gonna go ahead and just go straight on in because uh, I wanna make sure, I wanna make sure I say as much as I can before um, any other weather conditions uh, stop us. One of the things we have to say in, um, of course, first and foremost, um, we have to know God and know who we are in God. I'm gonna be speaking about that later on, but I wanted to just put that disclaimer out there because sometimes some people, well, wait a minute, you know, you know, you could be saying the scripture, but just because you don't have the Bible in your hand, some people may get offended. Well, I'm gonna tell you, God's word is true. And we as God's people should recognize God's word. So I wanted to go ahead and set it out there. But one of the things we have to do, we have to know who we are. In other words, know this important letter, this important word. I hope you can see it right there. You see it? Okay. That's the letter I. The letter I. The letter I, although it's one singular letter, is also a word. It's a complete word by itself. But also, if you notice, if you notice that the letter or the word I, it stands alone, but also it's capitalized. Anytime the letter or the word I is by itself, it is capitalized. It's talking about the writer or it's talking about who's telling the story, I. Get this, anytime you're speaking about yourself, even in English term, English term will capitalize, listen, will capitalize you. It will capitalize you because you are the author, you are the storyteller, and it's talking about you. So, 
if God has allowed the English verbiage to capitalize the letter I, that should let you know that you are important. You're not a lowercase. You are a capital letter and a capital word all by yourself. So in other words, you can stand alone. And there's nothing wrong. Listen, I tell people there's nothing wrong with being by yourself as long as you are with yourself. I don't care if you are going out on a date and you have no one but yourself. You're not by yourself. You are with yourself. But in noticing that the letter or the word I is capitalized when it's by itself, but also get this, that one letter, that one singular letter, I is capitalized, but the word Y-O-U, you, if that's in a word, that word you, Y-O-U, is not capitalized. Why is that? Because it's talking about someone else. It's not talking about the storyteller. So we have to understand I is important. Knowing I, knowing who I is, knowing who I is is very much important. Also, I is capitalized because, like I said, it's referring to a specific individual, Y-O-U. So in that case, it refers to you. <clears throat> but also, this is why people's names are also important and it's capitalized. Also, understanding that the word I is important because the word I is attached to another word, identity, or in short, two letters for identity, ID. ID. Anytime you put ID together, it must be capitalized. Think about that. So now we're saying you are important, you, which is I. I am important. So the letter I, the word I, referring to me, is capitalized, but also my ID is capitalized. So not only me, but also my meaning, my value, my importance. Everything about me is capitalized. It's important. So both letters, I and D, are capitalized. See, the lowercase ID, the lowercase ID has a specific meaning that does not call to action the identifier. In other words, it's not associated with you. So if it's not associated with you, then it's not get it not only is it not capitalized but it's not important you understand that so if it refers to you it's important it refers to you it not only capitalized but it has value which give it the proper purpose of having it capitalized <clears throat> so that's why i is capitalized, I is important, and ID is important. Along with that, also understanding 
I. I. Letter I. You have to know who I is. You have to know who I is. If you don't know who I is, then you will not understand your purpose and your value, your worth. So if you don't understand your purpose, your identity, then you will take anybody else's opinion of who you are. You would take a person's opinion. You would take a person, how they treat you, what they said about you. You would take that as your identity. And so understand, I'm going to spell it out. Okay. Identity. The word identity starts with what? I hope you can see it. Yeah. The word identity starts with the letter I. But if you don't know your identity, if you don't know your identity and you take the opinions of others, that means it's no longer your identity, but it's get other identity. In other words, if you don't know who I is, then it's not your identity. And if you take in the opinion of others, that's not your identity. That's others' identity. Others' identity. Even though it may not be a word, but if you think about it, that's how we treat ourselves. If you don't know who you are, but you take what other people have said about you, if you take what other people have said or felt about you, then you allowing that to be your identity, your worth, your value. You taking that for yourself. Is that the purpose and plan God has for us? No, it's not. God has so much, for, so much more for us than to accept stuff that does not associate with us. That's not the purpose and plan God has for us to take other people's words, opinions as our truth. The only true way for us to know our value or our worth is, I was mentioning earlier, <clears throat> knowing who God is, then also knowing who we are in God through his word. We have to know who we are and know who we are in God's word. <clears throat> and so with that, we who don't know who we are, we take the opinion of others and let that become our truth. Let that become our identity. And we end up living the life that other people want us to have, not the one that God intended us for us to have. So with that, we have to understand that that's the trick of the devil. But also understand it, there's a verse I want you all to write down. It's a very familiar verse. It's St. John 10 and 10. <clears throat> the Bible tells us the thief comes to steal, kill, and to destroy. But I come, talk about Jesus, but I come that you may have life and have it more abundantly, which is a better quality of life. Now, 
what struck me, that's true. Jesus came for us to have a better quality of life. But if we be weird with ourselves, if we be real honest with ourselves, are we living the abundant life that God has for us to have? But how many are allowing the devil to rob us from the purpose and plan that God has for us? St. John 10 and 10 talks about the thief. But if we look up to verse 8, it talks about a robber. Like I lost connection. It talks about a robber and a thief. Now, quickly, I wanted to bring up verse 10. Jesus talks about the thief. But if we go to verse 8, he talks about a robber. So why does verse 10 talks about a thief and not a robber. Well, let's talk about it. We want to first talk about the characteristics of a robber. A robber will take something, listen, will take something in your presence against your will, but also a robber will overpower you. When you think about a robber, we think about a robber who has somebody robs the bank. They'll go in, they'll use a weapon. They use some type of weapon to try to overpower the person who has the money to make them submit to their will and the robber will break that person's will. The, the robber will use force. Understand that? Force. But he didn't talk about a robber. Jesus spoke about a thief. Let's look at the characteristic of a thief. The thief does not steal in your presence. A thief will steal without your knowledge or consent. In other words, also, something else so important. A thief ultimately gets in by gaining your trust. A thief will get your trust to enter assets or to have assets to go in to steal, to take without your knowledge. In other words, a thief is a person that has an inside job or do an inside job to take what he wants. The word thief in that context actually comes from a word that means or that is associated with embezzlement. For those that know about an embezzlement and uh, someone that has embezzled money in a bank is someone that works in a bank that has gained the trust of the staff to work there to take. In other words, that's a deceptive person. A thief is a deceptive person. They gain your trust to take what they want from you. So we have to understand the thief operates that way. And one way that, that the thief or the devil will allow a thief to come into our life 
is when we're vulnerable. When we're looking for love. When we end up hurt. Like I said, when we're vulnerable. When we are grieving. When we are suffering. When we have a need. The devil will try to come in to gain your trust. Or the devil will use people to come in and take advantage of you. So like I said, one of the ways and one of the in, one of the times that he will try to come in is when we're vulnerable, when we're hurt, and also when we're looking for love, when we're looking for love or we've been hurt by love. So, one of the ways he'll do that, have you noticed a pimp? A pimp, he has something called the gift of the gab. He know what to say. <laughs> he knows what to say. He have studied the person that's been hurting. He's studying, listen, he has studied his prey. And I don't mean P-R-A-Y, I mean P-R-E-Y. He have studied who, who he want. He studied, he listened. And get this, he taken note. Not for your good, not for your benefit, but for his benefit. So that's why one of the things I always tell people is so important for us to watch, not only watch who we trust, watch who we listen to, but watch who we talk to. Because sometimes you may tell the wrong words to the wrong person. So someone that has, that does not have your best interest at heart, they will listen, they will study, they will calculate. They are a manipulative person, a manipulative person that is intended to take from you or to be a selfish person to get what they want from you. So, like I said, with, with the individual that is going through, that is hurting, and so many people, and let's, like I say, I believe in being real and being transparent. Sometimes when a person is hurting, or sometimes when a person is tired of having to start over in a relationship, Sometimes they allow their guards to be down. Sometimes they have an attitude of, you know what, I don't care. But then also there are times where they have listened to secular people that try to use the method of trying to gaining a person's love. And them trying to gain a person's love, they're not doing it from their heart. They're not doing it with their emotions, they're trying to do it physically. In other words, a lot of times people have told people, well, you know, if you love that person, if you want to prove your love, if you want to show your love, you give them some sex. That's going to win them over. That's going to let them know how much you love them, how much you care. Yes, 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 people say that. And I'm going I'm, I'm to have to say a disclaimer later on. But so many people, they have used sex as a weapon to either get someone or to try to express, hey, I really care for you. I really love you. P 
people have used sex as their identity. And a lot of times, those who use sex as their identity, they'll do that because they don't know their identity. They don't know how to verbally express. So what they'll do, they'll physically express. They want to protect their heart, but they want to give sex loosely. But is that God's intentions? No, it's not. I'm saying that I am, next month I'll be 48. 48 year old man, and I'm going to say this just point blank. It is a great benefit to keep yourself sexually until you get married. Now, one of the benefits of keeping yourself until you get married, number one, when you have sex before you get married, it actually distorts your view, your spiritual insight for you to be able to recognize if this a truthful person or not. See, when we end up involving sex, what happens, it distorts our thinking. It, it, it will distort our emotions. That's what the soul is. The soul, the word soul, simply means what the way you think, your thought process, your emotion. Hello everybody, how y'all doing? I'm Brother Prater. Um, I realized there have been some technical difficulties um, as I was recording. Um, I didn't realize it, but we've had power allergies in and out and in and out. And so um, it stopped uh, probably about 40 minutes ago. And I didn't realize that it stopped. But I'm so glad I'm so glad to be here with you all. Um, I'm not going to be before you all long, but um, I did get a chance to see a little bit of um, when I was on live where it stopped at. It stopped uh, when I was speaking about uh, the soul. And it's important for us to understand. I was speaking earlier about how the devil would steal, kill, and destroy. And one of the ways he's gonna try to do that is for us to be able to have our identity stolen or to prevent us from knowing our identity or our worth. And so a lot of times with that, when we end up not knowing our identity or our worth, we end up giving something of ourselves that is so valuable that we don't realize it's valuable. And that's our sex. The devil wants us to just give it freely because he does not want us to know who we really are in God's eyesight. He wants us to make us miss the purpose and plan that God has for us. But we're going to know who we are. First of all, we're knowing who we are because God said that we're not falling upon the opinion of others or even how others have treated us. We don't care. In spite of, God is going to help us to understand who we really are. In spite of what we went through with our past or even what we currently dealing with in our present. God wants us to know who we really are. And so with that, we have to also understand that we're more than just some sex object. We have a purpose. We have an identity. One of the things I say, and if I'm repeating myself, then I apologize, but I want us to really understand that I don't, like I said, I don't really know everything that was left off. 
So if I said it in the first part, if it's included, then apologize for repeating myself, but I might have said this um, while I thought it was recording, but it was off. But we as human beings are the only creature that God created that's living in two different worlds at the same time. The natural world and the spiritual world. The physical world and the spiritual world. So just like if you ever gotten ready to go somewhere and you have this eerie feeling that Man, maybe I don't know if I need to be there or not. Well, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and go anyway. And you go, and it was exactly the way you saw it before you physically made it there. That was because your spirit connected with the spirit that was in the atmosphere of where you were headed or where you were going before you physically made it there. The same thing that happens when we involve ourselves with other people, especially on a, on a physical matter, which is sex. Because, get this, sex is not just a physical thing, but it is a spiritual and emotional thing. It is a physical thing, it is a, an emotional thing, but most importantly, it is a spiritual thing. That's the reason why I said, when we see somebody, we don't see all of them. See, when we physically see people, that's not the totality of them. Because it's more to them than what we see. It's more to them than what we physically see because there's a spirit. There's their spirit, there's their soul, their thought process, their motives. So, like how they always say, your character is who you are when nobody's around. Or look at it like this your character is who you are when the opportunity comes. Okay, you have the opportunity to steal, but just because you have the opportunity doesn't mean that you take it. But see, even if you do not do it physically, if you do it emotionally or you think about, you know what, I would, but there's somebody looking, but if they ain't looking, then I'll do it. So we have to understand, not just pertaining to us, but other people. So that's why it's important for us to understand the value of our sex. Because the devil is trying his best to make us give up. Who, are, who we are, our identity, our rights of who God made us to be. Like I said, when you look in that mirror, when you see yourself, a lot of times people see themselves based on how other people treated them or how other people or what people have said about them. Okay. I, I, I'll be honest with you. I was there. I was there. I'm a grown man. Yes, I was there. One of the things I found that is confession is good for the soul. Being honest, being transparent, not just being transparent with others, but being transparent with yourself. You have to be real with yourself in order for you to get the help that God want to give you. But if you are lying to others and you're lying to yourself, then you will never get the proper help. You'll be, listen, you'll end up misdiagnosing yourself because you're not addressing the real issue. So in order for you to get the help that you need, you need to be real with yourself. So with us in looking for love or for those who may have been hurt, those who may have been used, those who may have heard so much negative things from other people that you end up incorporating that, well, you know, they say that I'm this way, I'm saying that way, but you know what, I guess that's who I am. But that's not what God said. 
We need to start looking at what God said who we are. And I'm going to tell you something. You think about this. It's so many people, they'll talk down upon themselves. But those people talk down upon themselves are sometimes the main ones that talk up other people. And sometimes we talk up people who mean us no good. It, it, that doesn't make any sense. In other words, we good-hearted people who've been hurt, who've been used, but we end up involving ourselves with people who mean us no good, and we end up holding on to people who are no good. Let's be real. But see, a lot of times, one of the things I always tell people, especially of the opposite sex, if you trying to help somebody of the opposite sex, well, you know, you trying to help them, you trying to help them to be better, you trying to help them to, first of all, you're not qualified because two people in the ditch can't help each other get out. But also, you have to understand a lot of times, you're not helping someone when you involve yourself emotionally and especially sexually. So, understanding also even with sex, Whenever we have sex with someone, we're not only having sex with them physically, but we having sex with them emotionally and spiritually. Like I said, who that person really is, that's not all of them when we see them. But when we have sex with someone, we're not only having sex with them, but we having sex with every spirit that they have been involved with. That means if you into someone that's been into menage a trois, then you end up having that spirit within your atmosphere. And like I always say, I don't care if a person heterosexual, homosexual, bisexual, trisexual, try anything. It doesn't matter. The main thing of it is when you involve yourself with them, then you become a part of that. Does that mean that you're gonna uh, um, um, uh, operate in that maybe maybe not but the key thing is you end up creating an atmosphere in your spirit that is so much for you to handle and so we have to understand it's time for us to really understand who we are really understand our worth our value like I said I don't remember if I said this or not on uh, this recording but if I didn't then I'm saying it now <clears throat> But, you know, right now we're living in a pandemic. This pandemic, you know, when I'm at work, I work and then when I get home, I take my shoes off in front of the door, I take my mask off, I take my clothes, I try to throw them in the washing machine, jump in the shower, clean myself, and then I can go ahead and function because I'm at home, I'm comfortable. But I can't get comfortable and relax until I take off what may be contaminated because I was at work. That's been since uh, March. That's been since March that we have been in this pandemic. That's in the physical. But can you recognize that we've been in a pandemic since the beginning of time? The pandemic is called sin. And the devil is trying his best to make us become somebody that we're not or make us give up the right that God has for us to be who he has made us to be. See, I, I brought that up because we can wash our hands, we can take a shower, we'll do that with our physical body. But what about our spiritual body? 
I want you to think about that. What about our emotional body? The devil is trying his best to make you give up your spiritual birthright. So, once again, he would try to make us have sex. He'll try to make us have sex outside of marriage or even before marriage. That's why it's important for us to keep ourselves. And it's not, it's not a coward thing to acknowledge that you're keeping yourself until you get married. No, that's a beautiful thing. But I will say this. For the young ladies, quit telling guys you're waiting until you get married. You don't tell them that. What you do, you watch. You listen. Let that be his truth. Because if you tell him before he tells you, then he'll just say that to mimic you to possibly either wait until you fall or eventually he may end up revealing who he really is. Well, you know, well, I'm sorry, you know, I, I slipped up or whatever. Then, then you realize that's not the one for you. But if you start, well, you know, I'm waiting on my boys and, you know, I, I've had so many games played and I'm not in for games and I'm, not, I'm just going to wait till I get, you saying all that and you have told him your game. You have told him your agenda. He don't need to know your agenda. The thing is, if he's the right one, he's going to tell you his agenda. He's going to tell you his agenda, and his agenda is going to match your agenda. You need somebody that's going to be like, you know what? No, look, we're not, we're not going to do that. We're not, we're not going to even, we're not going to even uh, attempt ourselves because I want God to bless this relationship. I want God to bless this relationship because I see that you are a blessing to me, and I want to make sure that I get God's approval all the way. I don't want any seed of Satan to contaminate our relationship. That's a real man. And I'm going to say this. There are real men still existing. All real men are all good men. Ain't dead. Ain't married. I'll, I have to put that disclaimer out there. But also on the same token, for guys, it's so many people feel like it's, it's unmanly to admit that you're keeping yourself until you get married. Now, there are some young ladies that may laugh at that. Please let them laugh. Let them laugh. That way you realize that's not the one for you. There are some that will try to cave you in, that will try to make you, make you give in, to try to break you down. Those are the ones you run away from. One of the things I always say, God will give you a warning sign. God will always plan a way of escape. God will always reveal to you when someone is genuine or when someone is uh, 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 using you or somebody playing games. When you realize somebody ain't for real, when you realize somebody playing games, then you leave them alone immediately. And don't wait for the second warning shot because some people may not get a second warning shot. Some people just get one and that's it. But you have to understand your purpose is so valuable. Your purpose is so valuable that you don't have time to be playing games with someone that's up here doing whatever they want to do. And and actually operate outside of God's will. You have a purpose and a plan that God has for you. And I know there are some people that say, well, you know, it's hard. You know, you know, uh, I'm used to having sex. I'm being real. You know, I'm used to having sex. Okay, well, that's fine and dandy. But you got to think about this. Which would you rather have? The opportunity to wait for the right one 
or end up dealing with the consequences of being with the wrong one. That's one of the things you got to think about. If you want something that's going to really help you to keep yourself until you get married, ask yourself, can you afford the consequences? Point blank. And think about this. You've already dealt with the wrong choices of being with the wrong one. You know how that feels. You know, wasting your time. Lord forbid, end up getting pregnant with someone that you know that's not going to be there to help you and the kids. But being with the wrong one, it's not just a waste of time, but it's a waste of purpose. It's a waste of money. It's time consuming. It's, it's mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, and financially draining. And it's, it's like an extra guilt that comes to you because you know better. You know, we know, let's be real. When we look back on our wrong choices, we had one aside that we we overlooked. Well, we gave them the benefit of the doubt when God said, no, let them out. And what happened? We end up getting ourselves hurt. We end up getting ourselves used and abused. And you know what? <laughs> the devil, what the devil meant for evil, God turned it for our good because, like I said, I didn't realize that this recording was off, but God had me to go back on that and I realized that it was off. So now, this may be something that God may have intended for someone to watch, but the devil tried to bring these distractions and stuff. And at the perfect time, right when I was doing my podcast, that's when the lightning and everything started happening. But God loved you enough to have this after hours conversation to help you to understand you're more valuable than you realize. And you know what? You have so much value that the devil trying to take something from you that you already got. So you have to understand you are valuable. And like I said, not just the ladies, not just the women, but the guys. God, men, you're valuable. Men, you are a priest. You are a king. You are a leader. But the devil trying to remove the leaders, remove the men from the home, remove the men from our purpose. And sometimes, those that are real, I believe in being real, I believe in being transparent. Sometimes the devil will try to allow the man to think with the wrong head. And we need to stop doing that. We're valuable. We're more than just a piece of meat. We don't need to be uh, sleeping with this woman, sleeping with that woman, because it's contaminating our spirit. And that it, uh, contaminating the women's spirit, contaminating the man's spirit. But actually, think about it. God wants to be clear so we can see, so we can recognize, so we can recognize a person's true identity. See, when God is trying to show us people that we may be curious about, we may, you know, want to pursue, he's trying to show us who they really are. But not only showing us who they are, but showing us their purpose. There are some people purpose that they were not designed for our purpose. There are some people that we have to just allow them to leave. And you know what? The worst thing that can happen is for you to involve yourself with potentially somebody else's mate or somebody else's problem. And somebody else's problem become your problem and now you have your headache. You have somebody else's headache. That's not the purpose that God has for you. So we have to understand we're valuable. We're more valuable than we realize. 
But until we understand who we are and understand our value and understand that sex is more than just, you know, an object, but it's a gift from God. It's nothing wrong with sex in God's order. But like I said, some people, I've, I've had some people, and like I said, I don't mind telling off. I would tell in a minute. When I accepted my calling to preach, there was a minister, and it wasn't a guy either. It was a female that came to me and said, well, you know, you know, you, you know, it's nothing wrong with you having, having some on the side, you know, you know, sometimes, you know, you're a man, you know, you have to have some sex, you know, and I'm saying to myself, I'm single and you supposed to be a carrier of the cloth, the word of God. Now it made me look at that person differently. Maybe they thought every man was like that. Not, I always say that not every man is a dog. Not every woman is a manipulative, a manipulative person. There are some real men that are out there. There are some men that love God, love God's people. There are some real men that is really trying to obey God and really do the purpose of pain God has for them. So there are some good men that are out there. Like I said, there are some good ladies that are out there. But you have to be, we have to be mindful. There are people that depend upon us as believers to live and be the example that God called us to be. And I do know as a man, as a minister, as a professional person, I know I have people that's watching me. And do I take that lightly? No, I don't. I take that very seriously. Not just my son, but other people's sons, other people's daughters. And I am God's representative here on earth. All of us that are proclaiming to be believers are God's representative here on earth to each other. And what happened if I end up doing something outside of God's will, that's going to bring a stain on the body of Christ and that may even offend, that may even let somebody down, make a person give up hope, make a person give up. Well, shucks, ain't nobody be saying, and I know some people where, you know, they don't need to be following you, they need to be following God. That's true enough, but God has us to be helpers of one another. I, you know, and I'm not trying to be on no soapbox, but I get tired of some people saying, well, you know, they don't need to be watching you anyway. They don't need to be watching. No. Don't you know it's encouraging for someone, for you to be able to look at somebody as an example, as a mentor. And that's why the body of Christ is failing right now. Part of the reason why. Because we don't want accountability. We don't want responsibility. So I want, I want us to be responsible for one another. And matter of fact, just like I can go to somebody and encourage him, I want somebody to come encourage me. But like I said, when tough times come, don't you know the devil going to always try to bring these things to entice us. The devil going to try to bring these things to bring us down, to make us miss our purpose. But we have to understand our importance. And so understanding our importance spiritually and sexually, like I said, God is a sustainer. God is a healer. But the devil knows our weakness. The devil knows when we're feeling insecure. The devil knows when we're feeling vulnerable. And don't you know, he'll come to us when we're feeling lonely, when we're feeling bad and sad. And it's mighty funny. When you're feeling your lowest, it seems like every song that's played on the radio, every song that comes on TV, it seems like it fits our condition to bring us down even more. 
Why is that? Because the devil is trying to bring a state of depression. 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 Depression is a pressing on your spirit. A pressing on your spirit for you to be vulnerable, to give in to the enticement. And sometimes, like I said, through sex. Because a lot of times we may love a person. We, we may want to express ourselves to a person. And because we're not good at communicating verbally, we try to do it sexually. You know, well, uh, can, can I, you need to prove your love to me. Well, you know what? If me telling you and me, I have shown you by the way I treated you and what I give you, and you saying that you, now you want me to show you sexually and we ain't even married? Oh, no. And you know what? I'm going to tell you something. If somebody, for the young ladies, if a guy try to make you feel that you have to show him for you to be able to know for him to be able to know that you love him, then that's not the one for you. He's not the one for you. But you have to accept that. And I'm not talking about, well, you know, uh, uh, it's okay, but we just going to be friends. No, X him out of your life because he does not deserve to be in your circle. Your circle is supposed to be earned, not given, just like your trust. Trust is to be earned, not given. Just like with your sex. Sex is earned through marriage. But the devil is trying his best to make us feel that we're useless. We have no purpose. Uh, God doesn't care about us. And true enough, we all may have had a past. But even in our past, God can forgive us. God can cleanse us. But we have to not only tell God, but we need to tell God and ask him to help us to forgive ourselves. God can forgive you. Other people can forgive you. But forgive yourself. Forgive yourself. It's nothing wrong. And I wish everybody would be confident enough to say, you know what? I love, I love keeping myself until I get married. Because... As long as I'm keeping myself until I get married, I can be able to recognize and see. I can be able to peep game clear. Because like I said, as long as you watching, as long as you spiritually looking, God gonna reveal. God gonna reveal the deception that the devil may try to bring towards you. God gonna reveal, God gonna show you who's for real, how to say who's live and who's memories. But also we have to recognize before Satan will send the wrong thing before God reveals the real thing. Satan going to try to reveal. Satan going to try to send a counterfeit before God reveals the real thing. Now, it may not be in that order. But the thing is, what happened, the devil going to try to bring some distraction to make you miss. To make you overlook. The devil going to try to do something because the devil trying to pull you away from your purpose and the plan that God has for you. So, understand, the next time someone says, well, you know what, sex. Like I said, I, I like I said, I can't remember if, if I said this off the air or on the air, but I will say this. Women, 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 please do not tell a guy. Do not tell a guy, you know, 
you you keeping yourself, you know. But I'm not gonna have sex until I get married and blah 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 blah. Don't say that. You know what you do? You watch. Listen to him. Let him tell you his plan, his agenda. And if it does not match yours, then you exit stage left. See, but what happened when you end up telling the guy, well, see, you know, I'm you know, I'm not gonna have sex, I'm waiting till I get married, and blah 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 blah. See, now you have told him your game. Excuse me, now you have told him your purpose. Now you have told him your plan. And if you tell him your plan, all he needs to do is copy and paste and recite that to you. You think it is his truth, but that's not his truth. That's just his opportunity until you fall or just waiting. I want you to think about that. We need to be more careful in our possession. And our possession is with our mind, our heart, our emotions, but also with our sex. Sex is a beautiful thing in God's will. And like I said, God will sustain you if and God will keep you if you want to be kept. But God is not going to go against your will. Now the devil will. The devil will go against your will. Like I mentioned earlier, God is not going to go against your will. The devil will. And so the devil will try to rob you and even become as a thief for you to be deceived. For you thinking that you met Mr. Right and come to find out you met Mr. All Wrong. Excuse me. And even for the guys, for the guys, look, it's too many guys paying child support on a child they can't see because they didn't they didn't met up with some hurt baby mama <clears throat> and then also so many guys in jail because of child support and because of other conflict intermingling with some female that does not have their best interest at heart and trying to make their life pure hell I've seen it I've seen it for myself one guy can't disclose a whole lot but one guy had a great job and he ended up messing with the wrong girl he didn't get her pregnant but you know what she did because he wanted to go on with his life and leave her alone oh no no you 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 broke my heart i'm gonna i'm gonna make your life hell and you know what she did she called his job all the time he had my he had my house right now he had my house he had work and he ended up losing his job because he was a high risk pertaining to the company that he would keep. And you know what happened? He ended up coming to jail several times. And one time I ran into him, they were interviewing him. I ran into him in the hallway at work. And they were interviewing him. The news people were interviewing him. And he was talking about the situation he was going through. And I saw a police officer come up because she put out a warrant that he was at his job. Uh, he was at her job. He said, "See, I'm looking. I'm, I'm looking. I'm seeing it myself." Now, after that incident, I haven't seen him back in jail. But that's something he could have avoided if he had a not involved himself with that person. It's time out for us to involve ourselves with the wrong person. We have so many regrets dealing with the wrong people it's time out for that we too grown look here we too grown for foolishness so with that being said 
I hope that you understand the value of you, the value of who you are. You're, value, you're more valuable than you realize. But you have to understand who you are, who you are in God and who you are to people that love you. But just as much as you, who you are in God, you got to know who you are. You have to know. Like I said, you have to know the letter I. You need to yo. You need to know your identity, not other identity. You need to know your identity. You need to know who you are, and if you don't know who you are, how in the world are you gonna get somebody when you can't recognize you? How, in other words, how are you gonna recognize others when you can't recognize you? So don't fall for the okie doke. Don't fall for it. You're more precious than you're more precious than what you dealt with. You're more precious than what you've allowed yourself to deal with. And when God reveals things to you, accept it. Accept, you know what, God, you showing me this, you showing me this for a reason. Yes. Okay. That doesn't mean accept as far as what take it in. That means, yep, this is who they are. So I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to leave them alone. And be fine with it. Because understand, this is for your benefit. This is for your purpose. And you can't expect God. You know, there are some people, they'll try to hold on to the wrong one until the right one comes. That's not trusting God. That's trusting your abilities. And I don't care. Uh, look here. I don't care how some people say, well, you know, uh, uh, you, you know, if, if you love a man enough, he'll change. That's a fool that think that way. Listen. Anytime you feel that you can make a person change, actually, that's being manipulative. You have to accept a person for who they really are and how they really are. If you get in somebody, see, if you get somebody and you already know how they are, then you feel like they can change and you can change them, then that's actually witchcraft. That's witchcraft. You making them, you trying to cahoots them to do something on your will or for your will, not theirs. Well, it's for their good. Well, how about what may be for their good is you to leave them alone. That's for your good and his. One of the things that I always have said, you can't change anybody. And anytime you try to change someone, it's like trying to teach a pig how to sing. All you're going to do is frustrate yourself and irritate the pig. So how about you allow them to oink somewhere else? Listen, sometimes in order for a person to be the right one, sometimes they have to be the right one for somebody else. What if that person was not for you? You have to accept that. And that's for male or females. Accept that that's not the right one. And be cool with it. Be cool with you. Be cool with your relationship with God and your relationship with yourself. And if you can do that, then you're content. And then those that are content are the ones that be able to enjoy the blessings of God. And that blessings of God is not just the finances, not just the spiritual healing, but even to be able to have love that you've desired. And for those who want love and those who are pursuing love 
do you if you want to be married hey god will hook you up you know you know we have to have these conversations with god you know what god god i'm looking for a mate i'm looking god help me to be in a position to recognize first of all help me to be qualified for a mate and then help me to recognize a real mate because for a man god want to give us a helpmate not a hurtmate but also for the ladies god wants to link you up with someone that will fit your purpose and for you to bring out the best in them and for them to bring out the best in you and when i say the best that doesn't mean it's for a change but that best is having everything that god has for you like i said there are some people you might be physically compatible with them they might pique your interest physically but you have to look at are they compatible spiritually emotionally psychologically and purpose wise because there are some people they may be nice looking they might be like oh wow you know ooh, she she looks great he looks great but then they open up their mouth they ain't saying nothing and I'm going to tell you this, nothing more frustrating, nothing more frustrating than to be with somebody and they don't mentally stimulate you or spiritually stimulate you. So what's going to happen? You end up becoming deprived. You end up being deprived. It's like being oh so hungry for thanksgiving dinner after you worked all day then you get home for thanksgiving dinner you look at the table and it's just rice cakes or cereal you're like wait a minute what's up with that <laughs> that's what happens when we end up linking up with people that does not fulfill us and like i say fulfill us spiritually emotionally and there's nothing wrong with it. It's, it's so beautiful to have a conversation with someone and you're like, wow. It's like drinking a nice cold glass of water on a hot summer day. But when you end up linking up with the wrong one, it's like pulling teeth. It's hard. You're like, oh man, you feel so drained. And so that's why love is compatibility. Compatible. It's not one-sided. It's not like a tug of war put on one side so we have to understand and be real with ourselves if we're compatible great if we ain't compatible hey don't waste your time don't waste your time don't waste my time but you have to be mature enough to recognize that so that's the reason why when it comes down to sex before marriage it never works out in the relationship it never works out what happened it, it blinds you it suppresses your emotions and then what happened a lot of people, well, you know, you know, they're doing you wrong. They cheated on you. They lied on you. They might have even uh, physically hit you or assaulted you or whatever. But then, you know, when the boy does, well, well, you know, I, I, I love them. I love them. What do you love about them? Well, you know, they're a good person. You know, they just have their, uh, uh now you're compromising. Now you're covering up. But see, You'll cover up on someone that hurt you, but you won't even, you won't even uh, speak up for yourself. You know, you'll accept something that's less than who you really are. And I'm gonna say it like this, no real man is gonna physically or verbally assault a woman. No real man. But then also, 
no young lady is going to put down a provoker guy. So just like I mentioned about there are some guys, they don't even deserve to be in a relationship. There are some young, la young ladies that don't deserve to be in a relationship. So that's why it's important for us to recognize, you know what? Not just sex, but relationship is for mature people. And so you want to make sure that you have all your senses on alert when you're examining somebody. Because sex will contaminate your senses. Sex will contaminate your spiritual, emotional senses. It will prevent you from seeing what God is trying to reveal to you. Sex was not designed for courting. Sex was not designed for that. And we need to talk about that. I, I see them live now. Yeah, I can talk to it. We need to talk about this is a discussion that needs to be within the church, within the body of Christ. And I know some people, well, you know, we don't need to be talking about that because it may, it may make them want to go out and do it. No. If we talk to them and help them to understand the importance and the reason why God wants us to keep ourselves, then they help us to understand how important God sees us as. God loves us so much that he wants us to wait so that way we won't involve ourselves with these different emotions that he didn't plan for us to have. God didn't design for you to have a broken heart. No, sometimes it's those choices that we made regardless if it was sexual or not. We end up involving ourselves and God end up revealing right who they are before we end up getting emotionally invested into them it might have been hurtful, might have been painful, but guess what? I'd rather experience a little hurt now than to wait, spend all my life with that person and have a greater hurt. And sometimes, get this, sometimes it's best to experience a little hurt now so that way you can have yourself released from that person so you can get the right one. And one of the things I always say, when God gives blessings, he gives his riches to add no sorrow. So when you get ready to examine someone that, hmm, you know what? This person, wow, I see God in them. I see I see God's character in them. I see someone, it's like, they, it's so much peace, godly peace. But also, I have to say this. I see a great young man, Mr. Adam. Mr. Adam, love you, man. Love you, love you. <clears throat> Women, you have to understand this. <clears throat> even in dating, even in dating, you, when it comes down to you dating, you should be dating that should be leading up to marriage. Are they marriage material? Dating is for you to know the person, male or female, for you to know the person, for you to learn the person. And also, get this. Ladies, you have to understand, you are choosing the priest of your home. You are choosing the priest of your home. What do I mean? Ladies, if he ain't got no relationship with God, and you're trying to date him, and you end up trying to marry him, you have to understand, you're choosing someone that's not, that's not even qualified to be a spiritual leader in your home. And you can't make him get saved. And, and, and you can't make him get saved. You can't teach him so he can lead your family. Uh-uh. He got to want it for himself. 
if you're the strongest one, women, if you're the strongest one in the family spiritually, you can't get mad at the level of his understanding where he's at. You can't get mad. You, if you already know from the very beginning. But see, I, 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 you know, I didn't say that, but I feel the need to say this. <clears throat> A lot of times when women end up settling for a guy that's not there spiritually, what happened, it sets the woman up for a disaster. It set her up for disappointment. And sometimes it set her up for an emotional infidelity. What do I mean? See, when she cannot be stimulated or cannot be spiritually fed by her man, then what happens, she gonna look to be fed outside of the home. For example, she used to, she, she was trying to uh, make him go to church and make him do this and that wasn't in him, but she ended up marrying him anyway. And then what happened, when she's looking for a word from God and everything, she gonna end up getting it either from her leader, from her church, or from somebody else, some other leader, or some other preacher or whatever. And that doesn't mean that she's sexually ha having sex with the other person, no. But we talking about emotionally, cause what happened, what she's supposed to be giving her husband, she gonna end up doing for the other man. So, when it boils down to it, you have to accept how a person really is. And see, I brought that up because I see so many young ladies, they've been in that situation, and then they end up going to church. And like I said, I'm not knocking church. We need to be in church, we need to go to church. But what I'm saying is, you end up doing more for other people than you do for your man. You understand? Well, let me get him, let me get him his orange juice. You saying it to the preacher. Let me get him his orange juice. Or oh, I need to do these I need to do these duties at the church. Um, and you spending more time in the church and you're missing your home. When God wants you to know, God wants you to minister in the home. When I mean minister, that means hey, you be at the house, you take care of your responsibility. Now it's one thing to having responsibilities in the church, but also God give us wisdom. Because God is not going to have your church to split up your home. I had to put that out there. Because I see so many young ladies. The first thing, you know, and, and, and this is me as a minister. I'm very guarded. I'm very protective. I don't mind. I'll speak online. I'll speak out in the open. But when it comes down to one-on-one or whatever like that, I'm very careful. Very careful. Because... I understand legally I need to protect myself emotionally my reputation my ministry but also even my son's reputation is always at stake I'm not gonna say anything or do anything that's gonna bring a bad name or a stain on my name or my family name on my ministry I'm not gonna do that so those that know me those that really really know me I'm a big stickler on my reputation and I believe in being a man of God all the way a thousand percent. So that's the reason why when someone gives some type of accusation, whatever, I'm like, oh no, uh-uh, no. 
No, I shut it down. As a matter of fact, if need be, I even put some legal action. They ain't gonna kill me for nothing because number one, not just me being a minister, but also me being in law enforcement. So nah, uh-uh, nah. Well, I and I, I know some people. Well, you know, uh, the you know, the God is showing me the God. Uh-uh, nah, nah. We need proof. We need proof. So, don't be fooled by the okie doke. And I think I said this earlier. I said this earlier. Thank the Lord. Cause I'm remembering some things that I was saying that was off the air. But see, we have to be careful because there are people that are wolves in sheep clothing. That's that's probably the reason why God allowed me to bring that up. I'm saying this because I'm not just speaking as a minister. Now I'm finna speak as in law enforcement. There are people that are playing games. There are people that are manipulative. I'm saying it because, number one, I worked on the floor where the pimps were. I've been on a lot of floors. I've been in my job for 26 years working in law enforcement. I've been working in the jail for 26 years, so I can talk about it. I've been on just about every floor. I've been on the abuse floor. I've been on uh, the high-profile floor. I've been on the uh, uh, sexual abuse. I've been the, the homosexuals, all that stuff. Even those who uh, uh, living straight in the free world, but when they get into the jail, they end up sleeping with other men, and then their wife come up there to visit them, and their wife don't know that they're a down low brother. So I, there's a lot of things I can speak about, and I want to share with y'all because a lot of times people think, oh well, you know, uh, my man he go to church, so that don't mean nothing. When somebody say they go to church or they save. You don't let your guard down. You keep it up. You watch the people by the fruits. Watch them by the fruit and watch them by the fruit. And you examine their spirit by the spirit of God, not your spirit. Because you may be going by your emotions, but you be led by God's spirit. So me saying that pertaining to, um, uh, I've had, I've worked on the floor where there are pimps that's talking. I mean, listen to them. But also another floor I used to work. The sexual abuse there were a lot of preachers a lot of pastors that were on my floor yeah yeah preachers pastors they were thinking with the wrong head and then when they get released they have to register as a sex offender and they're not just to they're not just the men it's the women too it's the women too so I tell people you got to understand this what we're living in and see God God may be trying to forewarn you and try to tell you in the spirit but because we're allowing our emotions to uh, uh, get us we end up missing the signs and we end up getting ourselves in a relationship that God did not ordain for us and we end up receiving a broken heart so it's time for us to understand what we're dealing with like i said this is there is a spiritual pandemic that's going on but even in the midst of the spiritual pandemic god is trying to bless you god is trying to prepare you for your spouse and not only prepare you for your spouse but also prepare your kids for their spouse even right now my son finna be uh in no in november he'll be 15. i'm praying for him. i've been praying for his wife for a long time i've been praying for his wife you know, praying for me, praying for my future spouse, praying for my son, praying for my son's future spouse. It's my responsibility. You know, I know his mother's doing it, but my responsibility as dad is to do it. 
So if his mama praying and his daddy praying that, hey, look here, that's a double portion prayer that's going up for our son. But even if, even if she not, my main thing is he's my seat. It's my responsibility. And men, we have to be covering our family, covering our children, regardless if they're in our homes or not. So as men, it's our responsibility to be careful in who we allow ourselves to be emotionally or sexually involved with or invested with. We have to use wisdom. Wait till you get married because God is not having us to wait for nothing. You never know. God may be preventing you from being with a Delilah when God is trying to help us to fulfill the purpose and plan he has for us. And it's nothing sadder, nothing sadder than for a strong man to be entangled with a weak woman. Flip the script. It's nothing sadder than a great woman of God, a great lady of purpose, to be entangled with a dude that has no purpose, no agenda, no motive, no drive, and the only thing he want to do is take from you. So God wants us to use wisdom. God wants us to seek him. And like I said, for us to be able to consult him and keep ourselves till we get married. Wait until, we, look, it's worth the wait. True love is worth the wait. True love is not a waste of time. And true love ain't when you're waiting for your relationship. Oh, I wonder when he gonna come. Uh-uh. Find yourself busy. You look at, you look at um, Adam. Adam. Adam was naming the animals and everything. He was working. And when he was working, he recognized, hey, there's a pair of everything except for someone for me. But he kept on working. In the midst of him working, then that's when God gave him Eve. So in the midst of your working, you keep in the midst of your working, trust God. But don't wait on your boy. I, I get tired of I get tired of hearing that. I'm waiting on my Boaz. Yeah, but Boaz was Ruth man. But you need to be waiting on your man. <laughs> you know, yeah, they, people say, you know, some young ladies say, well, you know, I'm waiting on my Boaz. Yeah, but you're not Ruth material. That might be an ouch moment, but it's a realistic moment. So how about you wait for the man that God called for you to have? There's a tailor-made man for you. But also, while you praying for your man, while you praying for your man, while you praying for your husband, you pray for your husband's wife. In other words, while you praying for him, you be praying for yourself. Be praying for yourself. Every morning and every night, I get my know-know, I know myself, and also I know my wedding ring. I know my wedding finger, I'm sorry, my wedding finger. And also, when I have my son, I do the same thing. So you do that for yourself. And if case you might have had a promiscuous uh, past, God can forgive you. Don't beat yourself up. And true enough, we all have had a past, but doesn't mean that we have to continue our past. Our past don't have to resemble our present. And our present don't have to resemble our future. We can make a change right now. You don't have to wait till you get into the church house in the building. 
You don't have to wait till you, well, I'm going to pray before I go to bed and I'm, I, I hope he forgive me. No, quit beating yourself up. God can forgive you right now, right now, as we speaking, as we speaking. And in case you might have been the one who may feel like they have missed out on a good man. Hey, like I said, don't beat yourself up. God may, God, look, God may be redeeming your time right now for that guy who felt like, well, you know, I made a, I let a good girl go. You know what? Don't beat yourself up. Don't beat yourself up. Allow God to heal you. Allow God to forgive you. Allow God to help you to forgive yourself. But also on the same token, allow God to help you preserve. Like I always say, don't tell God kill your flesh. But ask God to help you to have it on preserve. For you to keep everything intact. So when the right time comes, then that's when you can do what you need to do. So um, I hope and pray that there was something that was said that will be beneficial. And for those who have anything up before God, we're going to pray right now. We're going to pray and ask God to help us to be the men and ladies that God called us to be. And be okay with waiting till you get married. In other words, sex can wait. Like I always say, it's better to wait for the right one than be involved with the wrong one. Allow God to keep you. Allow God to heal you. It's so many people that are walking around with holes in their spirits and their emotions of things in the past and it's blocking you from feeling qualified for love after all mm, look here god want to heal you god god can restore you and for those that watch the podcast or watch my videos i always say the same god that did it for me he can do it for you you know I, I, look here i ain't nobody uh, 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 some robot that came from planet Mars. No, I'm an ordinary, ordinary guy from South Dallas. Born, look, born in South Dallas, raised in Oak Cliff, Texas. So if the same God that did it for me, He can do it for you. But how bad do you want it? That's the way I look at it. How bad do you want it? I'm look here. I refuse to read the Word of God and see God moving and doing everything for everybody else, and feel like you know what. He did it for them, but I guess he can't do it for me. I was one of the, I used to feel that way, but now I see, shoot, that devil is alive. When I read God's word, if he, if, if God said it, I believe it. If it's in his word, I believe it. But also, God will have you at a place where he'll tell you things directly. I'm telling you from personal experience. God will reveal some things to you, and he'll tell you. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. So that's why it's important for us to wait wait and one of the things i always say the devil gonna try to contaminate our spirit the devil gonna try to contaminate and get us off course that's why in the in, in in the image in the mirror in the mirror appearance of evil we need to stay away from it don't involve ourselves knowingly where we in a well you know it, it you know it was just a little white lie or you know uh, it was just a little sexy you know you know we we have our needs uh-uh. I'm going to tell you like this. Ain't nobody worth me losing my purpose and the plan God has for me. Uh-uh. You are on an assignment. We are on an assignment. And don't allow the devil to make you get derailed and be bombarded with some slick-talking rascal that's trying to get you off your course. Because you got to remember, 
I use myself for an example. Me, and there are many people that are like me, we're parents. My purpose is attached to my child. Your purpose is attached to your child. So if I involve myself with someone that's not in the purpose and plan God has for me, then it don't not only affects me or not only affects you, but it could affect your children. It could affect my son. Because you think about it. If you settle for that pertaining to love, would you want the same thing for your child? That's where we got to start thinking. If we can start thinking like, you know what? What if my child went through the same thing that I'm going to go through? What would I tell them? Well, that's the exact same thing you need to do for yourself. If not for your sake, but for your child's sake. Or for your child's mother's sake. Or for your child's father's sake. That's the way we have to think. We got to think about stuff. It's time for us to stop making these foolish decisions. It's time out for that. Life is too short. And you know what? If we knew how long we were going to live this earth. If we knew how long we were going to be living this life. Some of us would make some very better decisions. But we don't know. So that's why it's best to make good decisions now. Most importantly, godly decisions now. It's time out for foolishness. It's time out for mistakes. And the older you get, mistakes cost more. But oh, think about now. Being able to be in a position where, you know what, God, thank you. If, look here. Even if you've been celibate for four days, celebrate. Pat yourself on the back. Take it step by step. Take it day by day. Don't think about, oh, well, I heard so many people that have been celibate for 29 years. I don't know how I would do it. Don't worry about that. There's an old saying. It says, how does an anteater elephant one bite at a time? You wait. You ask God to help you. And who knows when your spouse may come. But at least you'll be ready. At least you'll be qualified. And I'm going to tell you like this. I'm keeping myself for my wife. You keep yourself for your wife or for your husband. And when it's someone that resembles someone that does not resemble your spouse, you don't give in. You don't entertain that. A lot of time, a lot of time we entertain the wrong people. You think about it. If there's a, if there's a table for two, you sit down and somebody is just coming in just to fill that spot. Then the person that may be coming for you can't find the spot because the spot, your seat is not empty. Somebody else filling that spot. In your mind, well, they just they just holding the spot. But the person that's for you may not recognize that they, they need to leave. They may not recognize, hey, somebody somebody hold somebody sitting in my seat. And what if they leave? So many people, I'm gonna say it like this, the devil is trying to make so many people miss their love after all dealing with somebody that pertains to lust for the moment. It, it ain't worth it. It is not worth it. It is not worth it. So do yourself a favor. Like I said, if not for you, for your children, for your family, let's not make these decisions that we've made in the past that end up costing us. 
But it's time for us to do the right thing, and it's time for us to get the help that we need. And God is willing to help. God want to help. And like I said, even tend to your sex life, it's not nothing embarrassing. No. God said, come to him. He said, I can help you with that. Well, no, no, no. I, I don't want to talk about it. Look here. You know about it anyway. Get some help. <laughs> you know? The only way you can really get some help is if you be honest. Be honest with yourself. Be open. Be open with yourself. And God want to heal your heart, but not only God want to heal your heart of past hurt, but God trying to prevent you from future hurt or current hurt. And allow him to do that. So as we get ready to pray, you know your situation, you know your condition. We're going to give everything to God right now. And just in case those who may be watching who may not be saved, Romans 10 and 9 tell us, If thou shalt confess the Lord Jesus Christ is thy Savior, and believe in the heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So this is the time for you to be able to give everything to God right now. Dear Heavenly Father, we're coming to you right now, God. We thank you, Lord, for your awesomeness. We're coming to you right now, God. We acknowledge your presence on today. We're coming to you right now, God. Thank you, Lord, for being an awesome God, a faithful God, a forgiving God. God, we ask you to forgive us for anything that we said, done, or thought, or felt that was unlike you, God. We ask you, Lord, for your forgiveness, and we receive your forgiveness, and we thank you for your forgiveness. God, we're coming to you right now, God. Thank you for the many blessings that you have given us, God. God, we ask you to help us, God, to be the men and the ladies that you call for us to be. God. God, we ask you to help us, God, to know our identity in you, God. Help us, God, to not go by the opinion of others. Or help us, God, to not go by how people have treated us. God, help us to understand your word so we can know our identity straight from the source right now. In the name of Jesus. And say about everything you stand for, around every problem, about every confusion right now. In the name of Jesus. And we thank you, Lord, for being an awesome God, being a faithful God, being a committable God. And God, we ask, Lord, to help us, God, for those who may have had promiscuous relationships, God. Help us, God, to forgive ourselves, God. And God, ask God to help us, God, to forgive those who may have hurted us, God. God, we ask, Lord, to help us to God to give every hurt to you, God, and helping us to understand, God, if we don't release that unforgiveness, if we don't release that hurt, it will breed unforgiveness, and if we hold on to unforgiveness, that create hatred, and God, we know, God, that the devil trying to make us become who we hate, and so, God, we ask you to help us to release everything to you right now, in the name of Jesus, and we Thank you, Lord, for being an awesome God, being a faithful God. And God, we hold on each and every person who might have been hurt or who may be grieving right now, God. Heal their broken heart right now, God. Touch their minds, God. Touch their spirit, man, right now. And God, we speak, God, that you help us, God, to hold on, God. And help us, God, to seek after you for a spouse, God. Seek after you for a mate right now, God. And help us to use it your way. Help us to do things your way, God. Not a secular way, but your way right now. In the name of Jesus, we give you the glory and the honor and the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. We say amen. amen. And also, God, we even speak it right now. We speaking for marriages, God. We hold up marriages right now. Not just future marriages, but even current marriages, God. Help them, God. God, we hold up every marriage. We hold up every courtship up to you right now, God. In the name of Jesus, help everybody to line up with your word right now, God. And give them that desire, God, to line up with your word. And we thank you for it. In Jesus' name we pray. We say amen, amen, amen. I want to thank each and every one who tuned in. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, if you just want to just uh, get in contact with me, feel free to contact me 
um, on my website, Brother Prater, B R O T H E R, Prater, Pierce and Paul, R A T S and Tom, E R. Or you can go to my Facebook page, Brother Prater. That's me. Now, going to my um, website, right now I have contests going on. I have a new book out called The Girl Who Was My Brother. The girl who was her brother's keeper. This is a, a tribute book to my sister, Sheila Prater. Um, for those who are interested, I have the book available for sale. And the contest is uh, there will be a drawing on September the 13th, which so happened to be a Sunday and her birthday. Uh, I'm going to have a live podcast uh, in tribute to her. And uh, the drawing is. For those, first of all, for those who purchase books, each person will be in the drawing. And however many books that you purchase, each time that you purchase a book, that's how many times that you enter the drawing. And the first place winner will receive a custom tamarind. A picture, a shirt. What we'll picture on there? And then also a um, a copy of my upcoming book that will be coming soon. It's called Hearing Silent Screams. Hearing Silent Screams. Uh, that book that will be coming out uh, <clears throat> in the next couple of months is it's, uh, called Hearing Silent Screams. And it's about uh, helping to stop domestic violence and toxic relationships. So that book will be coming out soon. I'll be giving you all more details about that. So... The first place winner will be receiving a tamarind shirt and also an upcoming book when it comes out. And so I thank each and every one of y'all for y'all support. Also, for those who are interested in purchasing this book or my first book, um, A Few Good Men, A Path to Godly Fatherhood, uh, you can go to the store section of my website at www.brotherprater.com. Go to the store section and you will see both of the books available for sale. I want to thank each and every one who tuned in and thank you, thank you, thank you for listening and watching Reconnect My Heart Podcast. God bless you and good night.